Welcome in to a special weekend edition of the Back and Forth Podcast. You're getting Joey and I on the weekend. Uh, doesn't usually happen. Um, unless it's something special, uh, which in this case we've got a pretty loaded slate of NBA games going on on a Saturday. So we figured, you know what? The people deserve an extra dose of Joey and Matt for their week. Yeah, um, God bless their souls for having that. <laughs> but we do have some... Uh, games to go over today, some pretty good games in that. Uh, so we'll get right into it. Uh, again, you're listening to the Back and Forth Podcast. I'm always your host at Matt, a.k.a. Matt Raftery. And I'm always joined by my co-host, Joey G. Get that out the way. First game of the day, pretty early. Starts in a little bit. So depending on when you're listening to this podcast, maybe listen to it during this game. But uh, the 76ers and the Raptors in Toronto. Game four, closeout situation for uh, the 76ers. Joey, what are your expectations for this one? Um, well, Toronto played a much better game three. You know, it just came down to Joel Embiid hitting uh, the buzzer, not a buzzer beater, but pretty much the dagger um, on Toronto, getting his revenge. But some tells me a lot of teams right now, um, I think the Raptors and Nuggets, they do not want to get swept. Uh, you look in the Raptors case, um, they've had an, a, a great closeout to the season. I don't think Nick Nurse, who's probably one of the most um, – I don't like him because he's such a crybaby sometimes, but I cannot deny he's probably the most competitive head coach in the NBA. I don't think I... I'm not saying that other coaches aren't engaged because they probably just show it in a different way, but he just, like, he looks like a fan on the sidelines. Um, And I don't think he wants to get swept. I don't think Raptor fans want to see their team get swept at home. And I'm sure the Raptor players in general do not want to get swept. Um, So some tells me they're going to want to at least force a game five here. Um, and I feel a little more comfortable taking Philly in a game five at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. So I'm going to go with the Raptors, avoid the sweep today. Um, and uh, I know they don't play today, but the Nuggets are going to be another team, I think, especially with the, in the case of uh, Nikola Jokic, um, who is a front runner for MVP. And if he wants to make his case for MVP, I don't think he, he wants to go, he's going to want to force as many games as possible in the series. And, uh, I think you're going to see a very different Nuggets team game for um, another team that's going to want to avoid the sweep. There's not really many bad uh, – there's not a lot of bad teams in this NBA playoffs. I think everyone is – they're, they're fully capable of beating the team they're matched up against. Brooklyn is – even though they're down 0-2, they're fully capable of beating Boston and so on and so on. So um, I, I there may be two sweeps, but a lot of those games have been pretty close and competitive within that series and – um, it wouldn't surprise me of, of both those teams right now that are on the verge of getting sweep force another game. The only sweep I want to ha- see happen is Boston sweep Brooklyn. That's it. That'd be a, a America's sweep. But no, because everyone hates the Celtics. Everyone became a Nets fan all of a sudden, so it's whatever. It's okay to be the villain sometimes. Yeah. Um, in this game, though, I I think Philly gets it done. Um, I think it's tough for any team that's facing an 0-3 deficit to get up for a game four, especially when you've been beat three consecutive times already in the series. Um, that starts kind of planting the seed of doubt a little bit that maybe you can't beat this type of team. And um, I, I think it's a close and it's a competitive game, uh, similar to how game three was. But ultimately, I do think Philly gets it done. They want to make quick work here of uh, the Raptors knowing that they're going to have a pretty tough test in the next round, whoever they draw. Most likely it's going to be Miami. Um, And in that case, they want probably the most amount of rest they can get because they're going to have, as Joey and I have already predicted, 
earlier in the week, Philly's going to have their hands full with Miami. Yeah. So if that's the case, then you want to be prepared. And I, I think, I mean, we kind of saw the video of it in game three, you know, you know, Joel Embiid and Drake kind of going back and forth after the game and stuff like that. I think there's a little motivation now for Joel Embiid to go into Toronto and send Drake in the Raptors home pack in, in four games. I like how we act like Drake's on the team, just how involved he is with the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, he might as well be. Like, it would. I, he probably has like co-ownership in the team of some sort. Like, he may he, he may own a stake of the team or something. I don't know. Um, I mean, they've given Drake just about everything else in Toronto. Why yeah. not? Um, anyway, <laughs> no, I, I think there's a little bit of motivation there for Joel Embiid and. Um, I think any time a team is uh, facing a closeout situation where they can potentially eliminate a team, it automatically adds a little bit of uh, extra juice to that team, I think, and because they know that they don't want to have to have the series go on for another additional game. Uh, they want to close it out in as few game as possible. And uh, Granted, it's on the road, but I don't know if it's going to matter. I think Joel Embiid's been one of those players that uh, Toronto just hasn't been able to figure out this series, and um, when you can't figure out somebody like Joel Embiid, it makes for a pretty quick series for the other side. And so I'm going to roll with the 76ers here. I think they get it done, and it's a sweep. It's the first sweep of the uh, first round here um, and might not be the last. Might uh, not be. <laughs> but moving on to the next game, we've got the Mavs and the Jazz in Utah. This series is Dallas leading two to one without Luka Doncic a little bit of a shocker I think to Utah as a whole given that I don't think they expected to be down to one out again today I would imagine so I haven't yeah, heard otherwise them. you're up to one this jazz team they look they look pretty defeated I don't know what's wrong with them um they have the talent year in and year out to make a really deep run and they they have a strong start every year to the regular season second half of the year they fold and um, they put themselves in this position almost every single year where they get they get they get tossed in the first round, and I think that's what's going to happen here with the Mavericks. Um, if you're Dallas, you have a two-one series lead right now. Luca, if you don't think Luca's healthy um, or he's close to healthy, just rest him. Brunson has you know shown himself more than capable of getting this do- uh, job done, and the rest of the Mavericks team. I mean, it's a pretty fair and deep roster, I think, and. Um, uh, yeah, I would rest him because worst case scenario, even if you lose, it's a two-two series, and you get Luca back on um, two or three days or whenever their next game is, and it's going to be a home game at American Airlines Arena. So, I if you're Dallas, I think the safe bet is just safe safe bet is just to wait and uh, let Luca get as healthy and as comfortable as possible. Um, you know, they're not really in a position where they they desperately need him right now. I think, I think Utah wins the game. Uh, it's close, though, I think. Um, I, I think Utah wins in the neighborhood of maybe three or four points if they win this game. It is at home. Um, Utah knows they have a chance to even the series up, which I think um, – I know we don't like looking a whole lot into moral victories, but you have to consider that to be a fairly decent moral victory to get the series tied back at two. Right. Um, get some momentum back on your side because if you go down 3-1 with the p- potential of Luka coming back in game five at home – I mean, that's a very tough spot for Utah to be in. Um, and if that's the case, I'd probably take Utah in Game 5 to close – or Dallas, rather, in Game 5 to uh, close the series out if that's the case. Um, so I, I think Utah's going to be playing a little bit with their backs against the wall. 
in this game, even though it's not necessarily a closeout game, it's a, an important game. It's a pivotal game uh, for Utah. And at home, I think Dallas took the game three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's a yeah. two-one. It's a two-one. So, yeah, so they um, Utah. You know, they're not going to want to lose both games at home. Um, I'm going to take Utah to win this game. It's close, though. Like I said, probably three or four, maybe five-point victory for Utah. Um, could come could come down to some free throws, uh, but ultimately, I think the Jazz get it done. They even series up, and this could be one of those that we see go to a full seven games. This type of series, but. Looking now at a series that I'm sure Joey has been paying quite a bit of attention to, that being the uh, Celtics and the Nets, Game 3, as the series has shifted to Brooklyn. Game 3 tonight, 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, and a pivotal game in the series. Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to take, I really want to take Boston here, uh, but some tells me Brooklyn is going to steal one at home here, and after dropping the last two, especially I think the first one stung, but I think the second one stung a little a little more. Um, Kyrie and Katie probably had one of their worst games of the season together, and then they were leading the entire game up until the fourth quarter. It was 93-85. Uh, Boston calls a timeout. Celtics go on a huge run pretty much. They end up winning the game. Um, by 10, I believe, or was it, or by seven, one Oh seven, one fourteen. Uh, so I think, I think the last loss for Brooklyn stung a little bit more and Robert Williams is coming back today, but he's going to be on a minutes restriction. I don't know how big of an impact. I feel like you're going to really see his impact in game four when he gets more minutes, but I'm not sure what his impact's going to be today and how long they plan on playing him. And it may take him um, not so much. A while to get adjusted to playing with the guys again, but just you know, you've been out a month and you're going to go back into an NBA game, and that NBA game is going to be a playoff game. So just moving your body around and moving with the speed and stuff, um, he may not not lost, but it may just take him a little bit to to get into a rhythm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So um, the Celtics fan in me wants to take Boston. The basketball fan in me wants to take Brooklyn. So I think we're going to get another close game here. Um, but that's the Nets squeak this one out. I think. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Nets win game three. Um, I, I said it, I think, even earlier in the week that if you're Boston, you're almost okay with losing game three if it means winning game four and then winning game five back at home. Um, inevitably, I don't think the Nets are going to get swept anyway. So you figure the Nets are going to grab one of these next two games. Realistically, I think it's game three that they grab. And then I would take then Boston in game four and then Boston to close the series in five. I do think this is a relatively quick series ending in five games, but I do think the star power on Brooklyn is good enough to get them at least a game. Um, Yes, Robert Williams is coming back, but as Joey mentioned, it's very limited in game three, so he could be more of a non-factor, at least in game three, compared to what he might look like in game four. And so I'm going to take Brooklyn here. Close game, but Brooklyn probably wins... I'll say close-ish. I think Brooklyn probably wins in about the neighborhood of seven to nine points, somewhere in there. I I think Boston keeps relatively close. Brooklyn makes some plays late, and they go on a little bit of a a late-game run and uh, are able to pull away and win somewhat decisively, I guess. But nonetheless, Brooklyn, I think, wins game three. If that's the case, I like Boston, like I said, to win game four and close the series out in five. But 
Looking at the last game of Saturday, we've got the Grizzlies going to Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. Uh, the series is Memphis leading 2-1. to one. A chance to go up 3-1 in the series. What are your expectations for this one? Memphis. Um, I think Memphis uh, wins this one by at least 10. Carl Anthony Towns is playing nowhere near superstar level uh, for being called a superstar one. And then on top of that, um, um, you know, he's, he's had a really great year and he's not playing like that right now in the NBA playoffs. And as Minnesota's best player, I mean, you can't, you can't be a no show like that. I think he had eight points last game. Um, and John Morant didn't have his best game, but John Morant, I think made up with it with having a triple double and cat had like eight points, five rebounds. Like that's somebody off the bench. Like that's literally a non-existent stat line for, for somebody who's supposed to be a superstar. So, um, I'm not sure what's going on with Minnesota. Anthony Edwards is playing great, but I think this is another game. And you blow a 26-point lead at home. Um, there's no excuse to blow a 26-point lead, but if you're going to do it, like you'd figure to be on the road because you know a team starts hitting a couple of shots and maybe the crowd gets behind them and they get some momentum. But blowing a 26-point lead at home in the playoffs uh, is, is pretty embarrassing. And I think Memphis also went on like a 21-0 run or 23-0 run, something like that. So... Um, I like Memphis again here. I think it was one of those cases where a, a team steals the first game and then they and then they drop the next four. We've seen it happen plenty of times, and that may be what's going on here with Minnesota. Yeah, I'm with you. I like Minnesota or Memphis rather in this game. Uh, Memphis really the next two games. I think um, the way Game Three went down for Minnesota, I think is pretty demoralizing for them, given that they were up. I think by as much as 26 points at one point in the game, and they still lose the game by, I think it was either 9 or 11 points. And, I mean, that, I think, alone, especially being at home, could be enough to be a series ender for Minnesota. Because, I mean, you talk about the playoffs. I talk, I've alluded to it a little bit. I mean, the playoffs, a lot of times, is more of a head game than anything. And yeah. I, I think... Th- a situation like that where you're up 26 points at home and you lose the game by almost double digits, that has to be the biggest um, confidence shaker of really anything you could think of when it comes to like a team morale and anything like that. And right now I think Memphis is coming is playing determined. Like they're playing to prove a point to the rest of the league that they are for real. You know, a lot of people weren't taking Memphis all that seriously. They, they thought, oh, you know, maybe Memphis will be good next year, the year after, or um, you know, this is kind of a fluke or anything. I, I think Memphis is out there trying to uh, prove a point and prove a case that they're a legitimate contender in the Western Conference. And I, I think they're going to add to that today. If if any of these games were going to be blowouts on Saturday, Memphis might be the one. Like, I, I know we say a lot of these are probably going to be close. Memphis is probably the one that could... Memphis, I can make the case for Memphis winning the game by 20. Like I, I just think they're a better basketball team than Minnesota. Minnesota's been a nice story to watch, but Memphis is playing far more determined. Uh, they're they're a little bit more, I think, experienced than Minnesota. Not by much, but a little bit, I think. And they've got the better player on the court in John Morant. And so I'm, I'm going to take Minnesota or Memphis to beat Minnesota here in Game 4, go up 3-1 with a closeout spot in Game 5 back in Memphis. That shifts us over to Sunday and a game that Four more games. A game that was uh 
It wasn't so, or a series that wasn't so close, at least in Game Three on Friday night. That being the Bucks and the Bulls, they meet again for Game Four in Chicago. First game of the day. That is, it's an early start time. It's a 10 a.m. Pacific time start time on the West Coast, uh, one o'clock Eastern. Bucks versus Bulls, Game Four. I like. Um, I was hoping maybe the Bulls, after stealing Game Two, was going to be able to. Um, Come into Game Three, and they they get absolutely blown out. I mean, it looks like they got work. Yeah, they. they I, I don't I don't know how they stole a game at this point now. Um, it kind of looks more like, yeah, this team should have got swept, and kind of more back to what me and Matt were saying that this is most likely going to be the sweep, because um, that's how they played. And I don't know how they're going to come out in Game Four, but if it's going to be anything like Game Three, they're they don't stand much of a chance. So, uh, the safe bet here is going to be with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, the Bucks, the Bucks. Not going to say they are, but they're well on their way to closing the series down five games. You cannot play the way uh, Chicago did in, in Game 3 at home at the United Center uh, and get absolutely blown out by 30 points in front of your fans. Yeah, I, I think, look, Milwaukee was due for a blowout win at some point yeah. that you felt it was coming. I think they could honestly have another one here. I, I, I'm a Joey. I don't see how the Bulls win another game in this series. I, I think Milwaukee gets Game 4 and they go back home up 3-1, yeah, that's a very intimidating spot for the Bulls to be in, having to go back to Milwaukee, facing elimination. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take Milwaukee in this one, and quite frankly, I'll take Milwaukee in Game 5 for all that for that matter. Uh, a lot of trends here. Like I, I feel like the team, especially the one that are, that's up 2-1, typically I think wins Game 3 or Game 4, and then... I typically like that team to win game five most of the time, especially in this round. It, it feels like the better team, they may have um, dropped a game here and then have won a couple. And, and so now I think a lot of teams are going to go up 3-1. A lot of favorites are going to go up 3-1. They're going to go back home uh, knowing that they can eliminate their opponent on their on home court. Um, so I think that this series falls right into that trend where I think the Bucks finish them off in five. It's been a nice st- story for the Bulls, but uh, maybe next year for them. <laughs> a, a game that we could see elimination happen in the series is the Warriors-Nuggets Game 4. Warriors have won the first three games of this series. Game 4 here in Denver. Do the Warriors get it done? Going back to what I said just a few minutes ago, the MVP is not going to want to get swept. Or the MVP candidate, I should say. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, the Denver Nuggets here to steal Game Four and force a Game Five back to Chase Center. It, 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 any player who's trying to make a case for MVP, and I think Nikola Jokic knows that, and he wants that uh, MVP trophy this year because he knows damn for sure he's not going to get an NBA Finals trophy. Um, you got to avoid the sweep. You got to play your ass off in Game Four, and they played they played Golden State good enough to to beat them in Game Three. Um, home court. By the way, Nuggets fans suck. Yeah, they're the worst. Um, a minute and a half left. It, it's a the game is going down to the wire. Everyone is sitting in the arena. Everyone <laughs> in Pepsi Center is sitting. Look at the Pelicans game yesterday. Look at their, their their fans were standing all game. Look at the um the Hawks game. Yeah, they had an incredible atmosphere at that game. You could feel it through the TV. Same thing with TD Garden. You could feel it through the TV. Fans are standing the last five. It's the playoffs. Why are you sitting? So something just tells me that Nuggets playoff tickets were probably 
ridiculously priced and it's nothing but a bunch of rich assholes pretty much sitting in the lower bowl who have not been following the Nuggets all season. Because, like, sitting with a minute and a half left and not getting into the game at all is a fucking joke. Like, yeah. that's, that's like, UNLV fans are even better than that. Like, UNLV fans will stand if it's a close game the last two minutes of the game. All 300 people in the arena will, will stand at least. 300 strong. That's 300 right. strong. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I think summary Nuggets. Nuggets win this. I think the Warriors get it done. I have a hard time stepping in front of this Warriors train right now. They are shooting the ball ridiculously well. Um, even when they are facing deficits, they're, elim- they're erasing those deficits fairly quickly. Uh, we saw that in Game 3. Like I think at one point Denver was may have been gone. They may have gone up 6 or 7 points, something like that. And the Warriors came storming back in pretty quick order, won the game, um, one, I think, by five points. So, I mean, their, their shooting is on right now, and I, I just think the Warriors offensively, um, you don't really want to step in front of that train at the moment, especially when you've got Steph and Clay now Jordan Poole in the mix, Draymond. Um, that, that, this is a team that um, if you were going to pick a contender and a, maybe a candidate out of the Western Conference to represent the West in the finals, the Warriors might not be a bad idea given how deep they've become um, as far as guys that are able to beat you. And so I'll, I'll take the Warriors here in a sweep. Um, inevitably, we see this every season where we get at least one sweep in the first round. If we don't get one on Saturday, I think the Warriors could be one on Sunday uh, just because it, the Warriors right now are playing really good basketball. And as Joey kind of mentioned, I mean, the fans really aren't all that behind the Nuggets. So um, you kind of neutralize the home court in a sense and, um, I think it, it works to a very favorable advantage to Golden State and the Warriors. But leads us to game number three of Sunday, Heat versus the Hawks. The Hawks finally get a game over the Heat via Trey Young. And game four now, the Heat up two games to one, a chance to go up 3-1 in the series. Who do you got? I'm with the Hawks here to nod it up at two. Ooh. I think they played a pretty pretty decent game. It, it, if once Trey Young starts connecting, man, which he kind of started doing the last two minutes of that of game three, Atlanta's dangerous. They just gotta get Trey Young going. And whenever he decides to get going or whenever um he kind of is able to find a, a hole in that Miami defense and the way they're playing defense on him, the, the Hawks are a very dangerous and scary team. So I like Atlanta here. Um they're Unlike unlike Nugget fans, uh, their fans seem to actually be behind them, and they actually have a, a real playoff atmosphere there. So uh, that game was really fun to watch yesterday, and I think it'll be another entertaining game for nothing less, but uh, Atlanta squeaks it out again and forces a, a game six. I'm going to go with the Heat. I think the Heat have a chance here to go up 3-1. The, sh- the, st- the series shifting then back to Miami for game five. I think Jimmy Butler... Has been playing great this series. He played even great in game four or game three, rather, just was a little bit short. Um, had a chance to win the game on the buzzer, but uh, just didn't get quite a good of look as he probably would have wanted at the basket. Um, in any case, I, I think the Heat are the better team here. I think the Heat's deep, those first two games that they won, um, big credit to the Heat defense. And um, inevitably, I think the Heat are going to win game four. Then I looked for them to win game five back in Miami to close the series out. And, uh, you know, draw what we all believe to be going to be the Philadelphia 76ers in the next round. Final game of the day, 
Suns, Pelicans, Suns up two games to one in this series. They got a game three uh, victory without Devin Booker. Joey, is this another one of those series similar to Chicago-Milwaukee where it could be very short-lived? No, I think the Pelicans also take game four here. They played played well enough last night to win that game. Uh, Just Chris Paul had a 28-point game with zero turnovers, so... um, not saying he's not going to do that again, but I think the Pelicans, they're going to want to get at least one game at home here uh, in front of their fans. So they're without Devin Booker. Um, this is the perfect opportunity for the Pelicans to, to drag this series on as long as they can. I'm going to go with the Suns. I think the Suns showed the world that they the Devin Booker injury was a little bit of an overreaction by a lot of people. And I think the Suns team is still very good, even without Devin Booker. We should, we saw that with DeAndre Ayton last night, who had a great performance. We saw that with Chris Paul. And I think, again, it fits into a theme that I've been you know, kind of pushing along here, which is um, I, I think you look at these teams, Milwaukee, Phoenix, um, Miami, uh, a lot of them that are – uh, you you can sense they might be the little the better of the teams in the series. I think if they go up three games to one, uh, a lot of those teams are going to be looking for closeout spots back at home to eliminate whoever they may be playing in that series. So I'm going to go with the Suns here. They go up three one closeout chance in Phoenix game five. Um, may have Devin Booker back. I don't know his timetable. Um, they said he was working out a little bit even before game three. Um, so there's a slim chance he might be back for Game 5. I don't think he's back for Game 4, but maybe Game 5 back in Phoenix. Um, you might be able to see Devin Booker. And I, I think a lot of these series probably end in 5. Maybe some go, get pushed to 6. But um, the way kind of the series have been sh- shaking out, I think Game 4 this weekend, a lot of these Game 4s are going to be very pivotal because um, you know if you tie the series up, it's a whole new series. But... The favorite or the quote unquote the better team gets a three one series lead. Um, you could very well be looking at a series ending in five games. A lot of games that we broke down and a lot of action to watch over the weekend. A lot that we'll have to break down on Monday for back and forth on the radio. Uh, you can catch that on the Rebel HD two. Best way to define that is downloading the Rebel HD two app. Joe, you'll hear Joey and I from six to seven p.m. on Monday. Probably a lot to talk about from this weekend, but definitely looking forward to it. And glad we were able to get this uh, weekend edition of the Back and Forth Podcast out to you guys. You can find it wherever you get your audio podcast. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at BackForthPod. Instagram is at BackForthPodcast. And we will talk to you guys later on on Monday. Mm-hmm.